Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Sénégal, pendant deux ans, Ousmane n'a de deg. Il est innocent, t'as calcul l'on goût du bug. Finalement, justice, tu as n'a que deg. Top et tout, tu viol, ouais, corruption de jeunes. Terre et roule des enfers, mon lingot feu. Verdict, billet, ne fidna, y'a que tu aïden. Ton polo, là, pour me bagner, sans pour me faire injustice, mon tac. Allez, y'a gagné, y'a gagné. Dicha, avril 2021, l'a ni d'une date. Boy, watch, si t'as libi, pare pour rat. Intifada, j'ai fait bac à l'année, djihad. Des gars, nous n'est. Le 1 pour 19 personnes, la nuit qui fat. Ni d'un hôpital, tout nous dire pour rage. La co-osa, total, bloc et péage. Toi, aïe, bac, ou ukad, avec sénélec, nous saccage. Yahate, terbi, berterbi, dem, kere, kilifon, gourgi, boyel, moutak. Police, avec GMI, andang, nervi, aïe, pas de réel, de nid doré, d'où nous halat. Antoine, d'orchen, d'orgal, nous coupe, net, bine, manifestant, aïe, force, ok, la nuit qui rage. Manipulation, big news, ici, réseau, y'a qu'on balanga, partage, et holat, et bouba. Maki Wotena, a dialogue national, Manam Bencho Wartanda, Yala Remidal, Idrisan Nanguna, Khalifa, Uyuna Gisenfa, Chapamba Jayak, Ahmed Khalifa, Temaki Nenadal, Kepukubag Manda, Sijak, La Kainandu Nangu, Echo Hatal, Tokibita Kuna, Dimele Choki Final, Wae Belegi Lolu, Dawalulia Ramame, Maki a le palais, mais le peuple a le pouvoir. S'il ne me croit pas, qu'il essaie un troisième mandat pour voir. Yeah. Ça va péter Maniaque seulement Ça va péter <rire> Ma fille Jaron Ton <rire> bopin et Yon Get the fuck up Maniaque seulement Ça va péter Ça va péter Maniaque seulement Ça va péter Get the fuck up Maniaque seulement Ça va péter J'avais 10 ans Je les entends encore durant 10 ans que dans 10 ans, on vivrait mieux que nos parents Mais, mais cela fait plus de 10 ans C'est pire qu'avant, ils disent encore dans 10 ans J'ai plus de 26 ans Mon avenir c'est maintenant, c'est pas dans 10 ans C'est clair, oui c'est ans. Sur le marque d'âme, je vois des frères 6 ans Se par la réalité est mise en 
nature, un hypothétique miracle misant. Scène dans la providence et bison. À cela couler en palpant des dévisants. Dollars, rêve d'évasion comme des dollars, c'est pas séduisant. C'est pas séduisant. Regarde les Suzans à monter des plans, espérant voir changeant. Autre chose que les saisons, la rue c'est comme la prison, c'est le dernier qui a tapé qui a raison. Oui c'est violent, les plus faibles sont des victimes de violents. Bref pour l'affrontement, génération rescapée d'avortement. Ça détient sur le comportement, t'arraches quand tu vois comme l'habitement. Évidemment on voit l'avenir sombrement, coup pour coup étant pourtant pas de sentiment. On est dangereux, arme fortement, c'est une putain de bombe sociale à retardement. And I want to start with your personal history because you were born in Côte d'Ivoire, Ivory Coast, but you moved to Senegal and you grew up in Dakar. So can you talk to us about your person, this personal journey? Um, as you said, I was born and grew up in Côte d'Ivoire and my both parents was immigrants. So in their 70s, so I grew up in Côte d'Ivoire listening to music with my big brother. My big brother was like my hero. He was my my mentor, you know. So he made me discover um, soul music. He made me discover um, the American music. But mostly the most important thing is that I grew up in a neighborhood called uh, Marcori. It's in Abidjan. And this neighborhood, there were a lot, lot of Ghanaian people living in that neighborhood and uh, uh, there was a, a bar in front of the my room like um, my my window so every night i was learning my lessons listening to music that was incredible so the, my whole my whole childhood i grew up listening to music while learning my lessons so i think maybe that gave me um yeah some vocation to be a musician i didn't even know I didn't even know that this is gonna be something. Some is gonna take part in my in my heart. So I discovered this a uh, lot of music. I discovered a lot of artists in Côte d'Ivoire, and I discovered a lot of culture too in, in Abidjan. Okay. Yeah. So, at what point did you make your way to Senegal and Dakar, especially? Um, when I was 16, I came to Senegal when I was 16 because my my father decided to go to live in Gabon, so he wanted me to go back to Senegal. So my father and my, my mother didn't live together, so I got to go back to, to, to Senegal. So basically, that was a shock for me the first time I came to Senegal, to the car, because, I mean, Senegal and Côte d'Ivoire are really different in terms of culture, in terms of uh, um, how religion is, you know, taking part, a big part in, in Senegal, how the people are interacting, you know. So it was a big shock for me. And uh, I thank God because I came here, I came to Senegal and I've been to school, a school called Lise de la Fosse. This is where I met my, my brother here, um, Pap. So when I came to Senegal, I was supposed to go to school. I wasn't supposed to, to rap. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, things happen, and then I end up uh, being a rapper. But basically, I came to Senegal for to finish school. Okay. And so, at what point did you? What is your first hip hop memory? Like, when did you first encounter hip hop? And was it 
in Abidjan, Côte d'Ivoire, or was it in Dakar, Senegal? Like, what is, in other words, like, what is your first experience with hip hop? And also, I want to ask, was it American hip hop first or French hip hop? I remember my f the first time I heard somebody rapping. I think it was on this movie, Beat Street, you know, and. Uh, even the movement, the dance, the you know the the swag and everything, that was like impressive, you know. And I was a you know really young. Um, and then around that time, we had a big, 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 big superstar. He had a TV program in the TV called um, uh, his name was Junior, and Junior was the one who introduced us to hip hop. He was the one who were playing some American hip hop. And uh, yeah, in the beginning, we didn't know what was that thing. And I think the first time I heard the word rap, it was with, uh, with Junior. Okay. So I didn't know what, what, it, what it was because he was dancing. And he also had a group, a band, uh, I mean, a dance group. And he was the one um, rhyming in, the, in, in this band. So that's, that was my first interaction, like the first time I heard about rap. And then, of course, with this program, I discovered uh, groups like uh, Public Enemy, like Brand Nubian, yeah, Sadat X, like Queen Ladifa. Yeah, I discovered all these people around that time. Okay, and so you just mentioned Junior. So I, I want to play this record so by the Abidjan City Breakers, yeah. ACB, uh, ACB Rap, which is one of the first African rap records that was released in 1985. And it's interesting because it's the Abidjan City Breakers, so you could tell like the influence, the American influence just in the name, because the name is from the New York City Breakers, right? But also the French influence, because in Paris there was a group called the Paris City Breakers. Yeah. And also another way to tell the French influence is, you know, is you see the word Smurf. Smurf in, in France is the word that French people were using to talk about pop locking, especially with the influence of Sydney. So this record, ACB uh, Rap, Junior is part of it. So yeah. let's listen to it and uh, we can talk more about it. Oh, you're not going to leave it. It's a good thing to say, you're 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 a good thing
Why you bought a red nepoto? Why you go cold nepoto? Why you suck a man? Let's 
SCB, c'est le hip hop. C'est le SCB, c'est le hip hop. C'est le SCB, c'est le hip hop. Right on. Were you listening to this as a kid in Abidjan? Oh, it's been like 30 years. Like, yeah, come on, for real. Man. Yeah, yeah, come on. Chills when I listen to that. <laughs> that reminds me a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, for real, for real. And uh, yeah, this is the first, the foundation of African hip hop. This 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 ACB Abidjan City Breakers, and we definitely wanted to be like these people. We wanted to dance because they had the video also, and you know, as a young boy, you see that you 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 understand you don't even understand what's 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 going on, mm -hmm. you know. So for me, I didn't know that one day. I'm gonna be grabbing the mic and doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. At that time, that was a dream for me. That mm -hmm. was something, you know, too wonderful for me. Right. This was the first one, and then we had another group called RAS. RAS, they start rapping also, but mixing the, you know, this music is really American music. Mm -hmm. So when the RAS start, they were the first people who just um, create the bridge between the hip hop and the traditional music. I 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
yourself when did you start getting involved in practicing hip-hop and was it through dance first was it through rap like can you tell us about that when I was in Abidjan I was writing lyrics like poem I was writing poetry so what for me the first thing was I was very good at school mm -hmm. I was very good when it come to French so writing poetry for me was the first time I had the chance to express myself, you know. So that was the first thing. I didn't know how to to transform the lyrics like the poetry into rap. I didn't know how to do it. But I knew about rap anyway. I knew about some people doing rap. So my group, P for us, used to be a dance group. So my cousin who created the group used to live in Gabon, you know? So he created the group and came to Senegal. And uh, when he came to Senegal, he was dancing. And I was going to school. I didn't start rapping at the time. But I liked definitely how to, how to rhyme, how to jump on the beat. 
and we had Sydney, the French pioneer of, uh, of hip-hop. And uh, we had one cassette from, I don't know where we get it, that came to, to us in, in Senegal. And I was trying to do the same thing. And then I discovered Ayam, MC Solar, Assassin, mm -hmm. you know, NTM. So all these groups, all the rap groups from the early 90s, um, we were trying to copy the flow. So this is where I start. In 1992, we had the chance to organize in Senegal international African football uh, competition. So uh, one member of Positive Black Soul asked me to come and join, you know, and write some lyrics to support the, the, the football team. Unfortunately, we didn't have the, the, the chance to play, to perform, like to record it. So we have to memorize mm -hmm. the song and played live. It was on an instrumental of MC Solar, you know. So I think that's the first time uh, I was. I went to the TV station, um, and I just wanted to hide myself. I didn't want my mother to recognize me. Mm -hmm. So I have a cap and you know some some glasses. I was like, yeah, nobody's gonna recognize me. No way. <laughs> À 
And uh, I think that something that was important in Dakar in the, the, the 1980s was a movement, a youth movement called Set Setal. And I think it was connected to hip hop. Uh, Set Setal was a movement in the 80s, which was uh, bridging social consciousness in the public space through different public artistic practices. And so I wanted to ask you, can you tell us more about Set Setal and can you tell us more about its connection with hip hop? Set Setal basically is, yes, a social movement for cleaning the, the neighborhood, Set Setal. So we start like just in the daytime cleaning the, the neighborhood and even painting in white the trees and in the evening, everybody was gathering and, you know, have a party outside. So the Set Settle movement was so huge that everywhere you go in Senegal, you had, like, the, the city world were, were, like, really clean. Um, and then, when you when come the night time, when come the evening, and everybody gathered to, to, to join, like, to, to have a party, then the DJ play a song, and you come, grab the mic, you can give, like, the DJ is supposed to, like, to shout out some people because you give, like, 100, like, a penny to the DJ mm -hmm. for a song, for dedication. You tell him, yeah, I just want you to play this song, and I want to um, send a dedication to my girl, to my friend, to this and this. And sometimes it happens that uh, they ask you if you want to perform, so you have to perform, in a, you know, outside, grab the microphone, playing instrumental, and you don't know what happened. Like, I mean, the song plays, and the hip-hop was not that huge in Senegal. So if uh, you have the chance to perform in, this, in front of this crowd, you're happy to do that, right. you know? So this is, the main thing is was gathering the population. We were gathering, like, the, the neighborhood, and uh, everybody was happy at the, like, every Sunday or every, yeah, every Sunday evening, that's where, where it happened, Sunday evening or Saturday evening. And uh, Set Settle was really, really a great platform in the beginning for the hip hoppers. Mm -hmm. I think it was really interesting, you, you talked, the way you talked about hip hop so far and just like your personal journey, you know, coming from Abidjan, Côte d'Ivoire, moving to Senegal, having your cousin from Gabon, listening to French hip hoppers from France, from all different post-colonial backgrounds like North Africa, West Africa, the Caribbeans, um, and also engaging with this cultural movement that is hip hop that you know emerged in the United States from the interaction of African Americans and Afro-Caribbeans. So it's you know this huge Pan-African dynamic that we're talking about. And so I wanted to ask you, when you started engaging with hip hop, and especially as hip hop is you know connected to American blackness, mm -hmm. how did you, being in Senegal, how did you relate to American blackness through hip hop being in Senegal? Yeah, as I was saying, you know when we remember the, um, when we remember how the people like Queen Latifah were you know dressing, the people like um, Brand Nubians. Public enemy, we just like feel like these are some African people living in the U.S. because they had like the the, the crown for Queen Ladifa, for instance. 
They have the necklace. They have the red, black, and green necklace, Africa. Yeah. So we were like, damn, this is African people living in the U.S. So we definitely were connected through that imagery. You know, so that was the first, I think that was the first, uh, the first thing that we saw. We didn't understand the lyrics. So we had to, when we heard a song, we have to go to see a friend, uh, you know, university, a student, and ask him, what, what are they saying? What was that? What's the meaning of that? And sometimes it's slang. So the English, <laughs> the rap was not like, you know, uh, English like it wasn't like grammatical. That was like slang. So we didn't have this, the whole song. We didn't know the whole meanings. But we had the chance to to know like, for instance, tracks like "Don't Believe the Hype." You know, I didn't know what was hype. Don't believe what what is hype. And but the video shows you everything. And then we had like uh, songs like uh, "Fight the Power." And you have all this, you know, choreography. Yeah, definitely. We felt like this is we are really related to 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 American people, mm -hmm. and I think that gave us um, that gave us some strength because we were like, hmm, we might be doing the same thing. that I live, so I lock up the door with the keys to my crib. They call me the high priestess of disaster, although I'm not a dread, they're not a rasta. There's never been a word I can't master, I've always been a filibuster. I reign the lesson of today, you have to listen to each and every single word I have to say because the ruler Lord Ramsey is on my side and I'm the princess of the posse, so yo. Take it light, take it light. She a cool one. She rhyme American. She rap Jamaican. Princess of the posse, miss. She a cool girl. She rhyme Brooklyn, the Bronx, USA, the world, the world. You try to dissect my rhyme to see if there's a pattern. I bounced it all around you like the rings around Saturn. Let me know now if you would like to protest this proceeding of reading, or would you rather progress onto a higher plateau? Truly, I'm kicking it slow, enough for you to seek the knowledge and to know. I'm the Q-U-E-E-N-L-A-T-I-F-A-H, queen of the Ari Posse, the G-L-A, which is Gilava, right? You're standing there chewing on your fingernails, nervous, watching me doing the live thing, singing like a bird, sing, ringing like a phone ring. I'm the queen and you're the underling, I'm never following, I follow none. The princess of the Posse is a cool one. Princess of the Fosse, me say she a cool one. She rhyme American, she rap Jamaican. Princess of the Fosse, me say she a cool girl. She rhyme Brooklyn, the Bronx, USA, the world. I'm the, the world. queen of the clan with a mic in my hand. I step over suckers to position myself to rule this land. It's a concoction from my ability to show the Caesars the meaning of humility. Cause they don't know I'm not the one to front on or two. I'm snatching hearts cause I'm Latifah and I want to. 
I find it necessary to tell you to get off my tip. I'm kicking go. So grab a hole and get a good grip. Stop the lying, the trying, the time buying. You've been denying, cause you're dependent on me. The princess of the posse, yo, I got the cards. So I'm dealing a death blow. You're taking no crowns, put that on cease. My DJ's name is Mark, the 45 king to the posse. Peace. Let you know where I come from. The princess of the posse is a cool one. Cool one. Princess of the posse, me say she a cool one. She ran my American, she rap Jamaican. Princess of the posse, me say she a cool girl. She ran Brooklyn, the Bronx, you are safe the world. Not for around the family. They say me happy, do it for the Ari posse. You try to be down, you can't take the crown. Maybe from someone else, but not me. But not me. Not for around the family. They say me happy, do it for the Ari posse. You try to be down, you can't take the crown. Maybe from someone else, but not me. Cause I'm mad 
Plus I'm the enemy They can't come on and play me in prime time Cause I know the time Plus I'm getting mine I get on the mix late in the night They know I'm living right So here goes the mic site Before I let it go Don't rush my show You try to reach and grab and get elbow Word to her Yo, if you can't swing this Learn the words You might sing this Just a little bit of the taste of the bass for you As you get up and dance at the LQ With some denied to fight I swing polos And then they clear the lane I go solo The meaning of all of that to media is the wax As you believe it's true It blows me through the roof Suckers, liars, give me a shovel Some writers I know are damn devils From them I say don't believe the hype Yo Chuck, they must be on the pipe, right? Their pens and pads I snatch cause I've had it I'm not an addict, fiend, if static I see their tape recorder and I grab it No you can't have it back, silly rabbit I'm going to my media assassin Harry Allen, I gotta ask him Yo Harry, you're a writer, are we that tight? time when we start rhyming we start writing lyrics in English in French sometime but the topics were some topics um, really different because we were talking about racism we were talking about drugs but the topics were not related to African reality mm -hmm. to our reality mm -hmm. so we had to find a way because even our friend were like okay what is yeah that's nice what you're doing but we don't understand what you're saying mm -hmm. so we had to start writing lyrics in Wolof. Right. In the beginning, the lyrics were not that really dope. That was just like, you know, just rhymes, 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 you know, a lot of rhymes, but not something really interesting. And then we start talking about the reality. We start talking about the jobless people. And I just remember we had one song called Makawach. Makawach means in, uh, in Wolof. I said so. And uh, we were like, me and Bibson, my, the, first, the, first, um, the first one that I, I was working with, we were so hardcore because in our, in our head, 
when you say I'm a hardcore rapper, it means you have to scream, you have, you have to be, you know, really violent. And I remember when we were, you know, in rehearsal for that song, we were in our room and we played the music loud, we closed the doors, and we were like, mm-hmm. and my grandmother was like knocking, knocking the door. And she thought we were fighting. <laughs> and she was like, come on, you are friends. You have to just exchange, communicate more, you know? <laughs> you know, and yeah, yeah, for me, that's really interesting because at that time, we didn't understand a lot of the concepts. We didn't understand, like when you heard some some words like underground, like hardcore, you don't exactly know how deep are those words. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting because you know last year we were teaching this class with Chuck and we had a class on global hip hop and he was saying that you know what he was creating and touring all over the world, like he was trying to build communities through music, through hip hop culture. And he was saying that, you know, we might not speak the same languages across the world, but hip-hop is our common languages so that we can build bridges, you know, and build solidarities between black people all across the world, you know. So that resonates with that. And now I want to move to your group, Pifros, and just like the early hip-hop scene in Senegal, the 90, early 90s, so Pifros, but also... Positive Black Soul and Da Raji, and and so can you tell us about yeah th- this scene in the early '90s in Senegal and how how did Pifros get together mm-hmm. and how what was the relationship with Positive Black Soul because PBS was yeah. very very important mm-hmm. so yeah can you give us like some context? Okay, Pifros as I said the the, the group was born in Gabon so. Our, my cousin uh, create my cousin created the group in Gabon. He came to Senegal with the name Fras, you know, and they say, okay, we're gonna, you know, uh, Fras was the first group in Gabon, so in Senegal we have we're gonna have the new Fras. He was dancing, a wonderful dance, dancer. It was like you know dancing like Michael Jackson with the curlies and everything, you know. Um, I was not like into dance, you know, but at that time dance was the thing. So every rap group had a, to dance like uh, choreography and stuff like it was a big fan also of uh, MC Hammer. Mm-hmm. Um, so Pifras, I was the one who said, okay, let's add the Muslim to, uh, add, uh, to, the, to Pifras because I was a big fan of Malcolm X. I, was, I just remember when I was you know, really young, I was going to DJ Awadi's place. DJ Awadi is the member of Positive mm-hmm. Black Soul. And it was like, we were talking about hip hop. We were talking about Malcolm X. We were listening to the um, uh, black Muslims and uh, Malcolm X speech, and he was explaining me why is it important for black people to unite and so and so. And you know that gave me some kind of strength. I was like, oh, you know what? We're gonna call ourselves uh, our group Pifras Muslim, and then. We for a couple of like for maybe one or two years the group was called Pifras Muslim and then we mm. just uh, when we re- when we met our DJ he was Christian he was like okay maybe if we say Muslim he's gonna <laughs> cut a lot of things so let's just like remove the Muslim and keep it like this mm-hmm. 
at that time, we were like really hardcore rappers. When I say hardcore, I'm telling you, if we're not sweating on stage, it's not good. The yeah. show is not good. Yeah. So, um, and then we discovered the we 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 um, we were really close friends to Positive Black Soul. Positive Black Soul, they were like superstar organizing shows, you know, going all around the wor uh, world, mm. and they were organizing big shows in in Dakar. So we would like to be like 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 positive black soul. So we were like close, and then my 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 group, we had like dancers, and then I was the first who brought the rap on the group. But slowly, the the dance just like this, uh, the dancer were back, and I was in the front. Well, back in, in the beginning, I was in the back, and the dancers were in the front. So my voice was just like on the instrumental, mm -hmm. you know, not for the show. So the lyrics anyway, it doesn't matter. So it changed when I'm, I was in front and the dancers were in the back. Mm -hmm. So that was the beginning of, you know, the swifting of something. Right. Uh, so Man, one other member of, uh, he used to dance with us. He just left the group and joined Daraji, the third group. Mm -hmm. And we were produced by Positive Black Soul. Yeah. That's how we just released our first album in 1996. Yeah, yeah. That's actually, how it let's is. let's play a let's play a, a track from the first album, which is Walla Walla Buck, which in Wolof means like "What's up," right? Yeah, like was like it's a choice. Like yeah, it can be translated like "What's up."
donnerai là, c'est pas André que tu prends pas vidéo là, t'as pas mal. Ou bien, donne à quoi That was almost 30 years ago. 
Because that's 96, so yeah, 27 years. Um, so can you tell us about like the creative process of the album? Um, was it recorded? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, as I was saying, when I came to Senegal, it was complicated for me to speak the wall of. So this is my first, like one of my first experience speaking Wolof. Mm. So, yeah, <laughs> that was, <laughs> so, you know, really, really, but I think that, that it's, uh, the patient that we had at that time was so big, so huge, that we didn't like even care or, you know, we did our thing and that's it. Um, if you see on this album, you can see ASBEF. ASBEF, that's an organization that take care of the the youth, the, the health of the youth, you know, about um, the pregnancy and stuff. So, you know, we had uh, side one and side two. At the end of each side, the last song was a commercial for <laughs> for a drink. Mm. <laughs> and this is how we produce, oh. this is where we get the money to okay, produce okay. the album. Right. So we had like two commercial at the end of each side. Mm. Yeah, so the the process was we released the, this album in 1996, and from this album we went to to Paris. We performed in Paris. We performed in Belgium, you know. And the first time I came back and I I take one hundred dollar like an yeah equivalent and I give it to my mother. She so what's that? I said yeah, this is the money I get from music. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh okay, okay. now she get it. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. And let's talk about the influences too, because when we play this, I hear different influences I hear. We talked about it, but I hear Arrested Development, and I hear also, especially, especially the first vocalist, like I hear more of a dancehall influence. So can you talk about the, the different influences that um, came into making this album? One of the biggest influences that we had at the time was Fuji's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Fuji's was like, because Senegalese hip hop is known to be mix, mixing rap, soul, and then soul. Mm -hmm. So, like Positive Black Soul, they have a singer a, and a rapper, and they were mixing both. Daraji have a singer, a rapper, and uh, you know someone doing dancehall, and we have the same thing. So that was the identity of Senegalese hip hop. Mm -hmm. And there's something interesting is the fact that at that time we didn't have any good beat makers so the music that you hear were music produced by some other musician doing other kind of music like mm -hmm. uh, music from Cabo Verde mm -hmm. because you have a lot of Cabo Verdean in, in Dakar mm -hmm. so the music was close to islands music like you know Zouk or whatever mm -hmm. you know so the only people who could produce hip-hop were these people so right, right. they have to bring some flavor, mm. musical flavor, because there they were no um, sampling. We couldn't sample songs, you know? They were not like MPC. So that's why the production of these songs were like really like live, even, mm -hmm. you know, with in instrument. Like this one, you have some trumpet in it. In the other songs, you have some, some you know, some real uh, violin in it, you know? And uh, yeah, the mix mm -hmm. of all this is due to the fact that the producers were musicians first. Okay, right. I want to get back to hip-hop's relationship to social movements in Senegal and talk about the movement Bourfale. So in the 90s, um, in Senegal, there was a movement called Bourfale, and that was 
there was a strong connection with hip hop uh, and just Positive Black Soul, PBS, their first project, I think, in 92, was called Bull Fale. Yeah. So can you talk more about the movement, first of all, and mm -hmm. then its connection to hip hop in, in Senegal? Bull Fale means uh, never mind. Mm -hmm. So this movement, movement was, if, as you said, uh, created by Positive Black Soul. It was a song, you know, a really big song mm -hmm. in, at that time. Um, you, you see, here in the U.S., the relationships between hip-hop and basketball. The same thing happened also with uh, the wrestling and the music and hip-hop. Because the wrestlers, they have a routine. They call it tus, and they call it baku. Baku, it's exactly the same thing like ego trip. So the wrestler, first thing first, is have to affirm that he's the best. I do this, uh, you know, uh, let's go like, it, it goes something like this. Bombardier Bini Chow, Tick Tick Tick, Ranako Bendion, Tick Tick, My Tyson Bini Chow, Tick Tick, Danako Bendion. In me, this man called Mike Tyson that everybody's talking about, I, you know, I bet him once. This other man called, da, 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 da. everybody's talking about, I beat him once. So they have to do this to give them, to give themselves more power, you understand, more, more confident. So we had these relationships between the hip-hop and the wrestling. So that's why Bullfale was um, some, someone like, uh, there was like, at that time, the biggest wrestler, uh, his name was Mike Tyson. And he just took the word and created his own movement, Bullfale movement. So it, were, it meant at that time, do your thing. Never mind what people are saying. Do your thing and move, you know. So that's why Bullfale, that's, you know, even now, the relationships between the rap music and the wrestling is really, really, really interesting. It's really deep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because wrestlers were fr are from really poor neighborhood as hip hoppers. Right. So you can see that, you know, we have a lot of friends who are wrestlers.
to the French hip-hop influence and especially talk about MC Solar because MC Solar has also an interesting journey because he was born in Senegal by parents from Chad but grew up in Paris and he's you know was rapping in Paris and he was like pretty influential in Dakar too because uh, in 92 he had a show at the uh, the Dakar and uh, PBS opened for him And after that, he, he took PBS on tour with him throughout Europe. So I, was, I, w I, w I wanted to ask you, can you talk about MC Solar's influence on Senegalese rap? MC Solar was definitely an example, like he was the biggest French rapper. So when he came to Senegal, we met him because we were brand new rappers, you know? So he was already big in Europe, mm -hmm. you know? So he produced Um, Positive Black Soul. And then Positive Black Soul produced us. So, you know, for us, we needed this the validation of 
MC Solar. But beside that, the most important thing for us, it was the recognition that he gave to the right. hip hop, to the Senegalese hip hop. Mm -hmm. So he was the one who helped Senegalese hip hop to 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 go to the next level because he you know he introduced Positive Black Soul to the record label, and from that time, yeah, Senegal was on the on the top three in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so. PBS, P-Frost, and Daraji were like the pioneers of hip-hop in Dakar. But then in the late 90s, there was a new scene, like Rap Hardcore, with like groups like BMG 44, Dab Brains, and Rapadio. Like, can you tell, like, what was the main difference between what you were doing and then what they were doing in the late 90s? And Rapadio, when they came, they were like really influenced by rappers, or hardcore rappers like Bootcamp or whatever. So. As I was saying, when you listen to, to PFRAS or to PBS or to Daraji or to Jantabi, you know, all these groups were doing like really hip hop mixed with soul, with dance soul. Mm -hmm. And then Rapper Joe came and said, oh, you know what? This is not hip hop. This is pop music. And we don't buy that. We are the real rappers. Right, right. So that's like, you know, it brought something like really, you know, that was really hard for some rappers and ended some um, some rappers' career. Okay. Because when they came, they were like clashing everybody. We first, because we were on the top. Uh -huh. So they're clashing everybody. What you're doing is not good. Right. So Rapajo definitely changed, they reshaped the the hip hop in Senegal, mm -hmm. because they came with you know really hardcore lyrics, mm -hmm. and even the way we write lyrics change because Rapajo came with a different way of writing mm -hmm. things. So, yeah, definitely Rapajo was there was our area, the whole old school uh, era, and then a new era came okay. after Rapajo. Right. Yeah. Good to go to the fuck, man. Yell at the fact that we're going to Germany. 
talked about the American influence, we talked about the French influence, but I also want to talk about the Senegalese cultural influence, um, and especially Mbalach. And just to give a little bit of context on Mbalach, it's a popular music genre from Senegal that emerged after the independence, so 1960. It really took off in the 70s, uh, and it's a mix of traditional Senegalese Wolof Sabah rhythms with different Afro-diasporic genres, for example, jazz from the US, but also Caribbean genres like salsa, and also Congolese rumba, so African popular music, which also itself is already a mix of different Afro-diasporic uh, genres. And so Mbalar became really, really popular in the 70s with people like Yusundur and his group uh, L'Etoile de Dakar, Tion Yesek with his group Hamdan, um, Omar Pen and his group Super Diamono. Um, so can you talk about the connection between, and if they're all just the relationship between hip hop in Senegal and Mbalah? Yeah, in the beginning, um, as I was saying, the, the musicians, the producers, or the beat makers of hip hop were originally from you know other um, music they were not doing hip-hop hip-hop was something new for them so we had to work with people um, doing balach doing salsa and whatever so the first shock was in 1998 um, 90, I think 1998 1998 or 97 there was a group the song was, you know, basically it was a, a hip hop song. And then they had a remix on the album, which was, was a Mbalak version of the song. Mm. And the Mbalak version took over. Like everywhere they was, you know, mm -hmm. singing this song. So the rappers were like, no, 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 we don't want that. Mm. <laughs> this is not hip hop. Hip hop is about, you know, snare, it's about kick. Mm -hmm. It's about drum and bass, but it's not hip hop. So that was the first conflict. So we didn't buy this kind of music mm -hmm. because at that time we were like representing West Coast, representing East Coast. For us, the rhythm is important. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what happened is, let's say 10 years later, or more than 10 years later, we had another friend called Fatah. Um, Fatah released another song he was going back and forth in Senegal and US and he released on, on like some some line of the song where the Mbalach were on top and he was rapping on it. Mm -hmm. Backlash again. No, 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 we yeah. don't want that. We just want it hardcore. But nowadays, today, there's new debate because the youth, the young generation, they don't care about the representing hip hop or whatever. Mm -hmm. The most important thing is it must sound good. And uh, the debate is, why should we forget our own roots mm -hmm. just to please some people who don't even you know, respect us? Right, right. So that was the debate. Mm -hmm. So that's why. Um, and the other reason why the, the Mbalach and hip hop, the Mbalach and hip hop debate was due to the 
producers. The producers were the ones who changed music. Mm -hmm. Like here, when you hear some beats from Metro Boomin or the beats from DJ Mustard, or I mean, these people, they reshape music. Yeah. So the beat maker were the one who decided to change, change the sound. Yeah. The sound. Right. And this is why nowadays you have what we call the, the Rambach. It's Rap Mbalach. Mm. And people are definitely buying it because they can recognize that this is something straight from Senegal. Right. You know, so mm -hmm. now now the debate right now is is not who's representing, mm -hmm. is who's sending the must. Right. Yeah.
traditional practice from Senegal that I think is connected to rap is Taasu. Yeah. So yeah. do you um, want to talk about this, yeah, yeah, yeah. this relationship with hip hop? Yeah. Um, you know what? Let me give you the example of the coffee. When you take the coffee from Cote d'Ivoire, you bring it to, to Switzerland. And from Switzerland, it's manufactured, right? And you know you have a nice package. Mm -hmm. The coffee, the the, the originally coffee, maybe the the kilogram or the the pound is one dollar. So when it comes here, it's transformed and come back to us in a different format because it's transformed. Mm -hmm. So when it's transformed, its value just getting higher. Right. So the hip hop have we had the same transformation. The roots or the tassel itself is still here. The tassel, when you go to to ceremonies, you have some the the, the griots, they, they they keep on doing the tassel. The flow of tassel is really close to yeah to hip hop mm -hmm. like this. <laughs> This is Tasu. This got nothing to do with hip hop, but it's the same flow because with the percussions and stuff, you know. So it's different. The core is the same, but what is saying is different. Like the hip hop is just like the the the, the creole used to be the the the, the storytellers used to be the keepers of the traditions and everything. And if you see that hip hop is in a way saying the same thing because back in the time hip hop was it was about storytelling, also it's about having fun. Mm -hmm. So the tasu is the same thing. And I, I think it's really important like to talk about lo those local cultural elements to understand hip hop locally because the way usually when we understand hip hop outside of the United States is through almost as an extension of the United States like you know, uh, hip hop developed in the 70s in New York and then in 79, Rapper's Delight arrived and he was exported across the world. But, you know, when we think about Mbalach or Taasu, we understand that there was already practices that was already resonated with what hip hop was. Mm. So in that sense, we can reframe the conversation around global hip hop 
you know, not as a US-centric perspective and almost imperialist, to be honest, to something that's, um, to a, a new approach that's more of a, a larger Pan-African lineage. But I wanna, I wanna move forward, because we're almost there with time, but in 2007, you released a solo album, Gunman Human, with a different influence, more of a Dirty South influence. Yeah. So let's, let's play a, an example of the song Balbi, and we'll talk about it uh, after. about this shift in stylistic and aesthetic because you know from what you were doing with Pifros which was more like boom bap east coast new york style to you know this song is which is like dirty a dirty south influence which is a different kind of hip hop different style of hip hop can you tell us about you know, the, what's the background behind this shift yeah um yeah that was in the early no, that was in the middle of the of the two thousands. So, with uh, uh, Lil Wayne's, you know, 
with his song Lollipop, you know? So it was the beginning of a new era. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, it was really important to, to be part of this new revolution. Otherwise, people are not going to listen to you anymore. Right, right. So I had to find a way to adapt, to adapt myself in this new, new kind of music, the flow, the lyrics, the, the content, you know, the, the aesthetic. So for me, that was really interesting. But the, the, the funny thing is, this was my solo album. So I had to find, to show all my different influences. So you have some rap, dancehall, don't dance all in this album. You have some rap, some boom bap. You have also some kind of more traditional hip hop, mm -hmm. uh, traditional like mix with hip hop with percussions. So more Senegalese hip hop. So we had all these kind of uh, of thing, and even the topics were really different. So we had like topics really about this. This was just like for fun, you know. For it was, but there was a message be behind that because behind this song, the song was about. When you go to club, sometimes you hear the song, you want to act like you know the lyrics, but you don't know the lyrics. So you got to, you know, move your head and do, you know, so. So you have to go to club and pretend someone you're not. So this was the message behind that, right, right. you know. And I had the different songs, the other song about politics, of course. Mm -hmm. And there was another song about domestic violence. Mm. But the way I, um, I talk about it, it was just like a play. It was just just like a wrestling between a man and his wife, mm -hmm. and the rest the referee was the the the, the, the daughter, mm -hmm. you know. So the video was funny too. So yeah, for, for me it was important to to know that music is evolving and how I can as an artist evolve lyrically, uh, how I can evolve to to be played, and this song was so huge. It was even today. Mm -hmm. It's like one of the f one of my my biggest biggest hit in Senegal. Right, right. And in 2011, there was a big social movement in Senegal called uh, Yanama, which in French means uh, fed up. And also there was a big connection with hip hop in the, in this movement, uh, which was protesting against Abdoulaye Wad mm -hmm. because he was running for a third unconstitutional term. Mm -hmm. um, so can you talk to us about the movement Yanamar mm -hmm. and its connection to hip-hop? Yanamar was created by two friends of mine, basically. They were rappers from Kaulak. So it was the Kurgi crew. Uh, <laughs> so Kurgi crew was two really, really brilliant rappers. And uh, Kaulak is the second biggest in terms of hip-hop the second biggest uh, city in Senegal. So when I was doing, like in the early 2000s, when I was writing about you know politics and stuff like this, they were younger than, than us, they followed our footsteps. But in the year 2000, they were like, you know what? The chat told me that. He said, you know, Human, now you're old lion, so you have no have any teeth anymore. Any tooth, you know. So let me take <laughs> let me take it from here. So that's why they created the Yanama movement because they moved from only like um, talking to acting. So this is why the Yanama was so strong because that was the first time we saw some kids talking about politics, fighting with the with the cops for the for the benefit of the population, not for themselves. Right, right. 
Like you can see the what happened with the Black Lives Movement here. Mm-hmm. I think that was a kind of you know our Black Lives Movement okay. because we decided to go in the street, go in front of the parliament and say, we don't want this president to run again. Mm-hmm. We don't want him to change the constitution. Mm-hmm. So for me, this is, that was a, sh- a shift in Senegalese, you know, conscious fighting for, the, for social, social justice. Right, right. And almost right after, in 2013, you started um, what you became really known for now, which is Journal Rappé. Can you tell us about how you came about with this concept of Journal Rappé? Actually, I was boring. I was rapping so much, like for so long time. I felt like we, we, you know, we did it all, mm-hmm. and I was really boring about what else can I bring on the table. And this is how we created the journal rapé. And it was right after the election. We had a new president, right. and I felt like if we don't talk about politics, as everybody knows, if you don't care about politics, politics care about you. So my my vision was hmm, we have to be the keepers of this of this castle we have to be the blow the the whistle how do you call it blow whistle mm-hmm. we have to to have, we have to be the the dog the keep dog keepers you know mm-hmm. we have to be aware and careful of this new president and the only way to do it is every um every week we have to release a new report mm-hmm. on news because it's easy to get distracted when you're internet. It's easy to get distracted to just forget about your rights and stuff because, you know, when you go on, on YouTube, mm, you can, like, you can go for checking hip-hop song and you end up listening, watching some, some Bollywood movies. Because just follow you, you know. Right, you right. understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're not concentrated, you're gonna get distracted. Mm-hmm. So that's how we decided every week to release a new song, mm-hmm. to release a new, um, a new, some to talk about the news mm-hmm. in our perspective, right, right. and don't let somebody else tell you this is what you have to think, this is what you have to watch. So this is why we created this program, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I think it's quite you know, big success. Right. And, uh, you know, for, for people like us, when we start rapping, we were like watching the rap from US. Mm-hmm. And uh, today, people are watching what we're doing and just duplicating. Mm-hmm. So it's an achievement. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it's been such a huge success, like so many different people in different countries have taken the formula and made their own version of sure. the Journal Rappé. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, how do you feel about the success and just like how, you know, people have been like copying it and how how do you feel about that? Um, What we feel, definitely, we would like to have more money about the Journal Rappé. Like Mm -hmm. every time somebody copied the concept, we get paid. But unfortunately, it's not the case because we didn't create the rap, we didn't create the news. We just put them together. Mm -hmm. We just mix it, uh, blend it, I mean. But the, what we got is more than just having just money. Mm-hmm. Because of that, we're here today. I'm here right, today right. talking. Because of that, I feel like something changed in our country. Because mm-hmm. when we started doing the Junarape, we were the first and the only one doing this kind of format. And today we have couples, like a lot of, lot of tons of rappers doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the other term, I think that we are part of 
the history, Senegalese history, mm-hmm. in a term that in a hundred years, when people are going right. to write down the, the story of Senegal, our name is going to be in it. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, you know, way bigger than all the money in the world. Why? Okay. Okay. Indépendance, tcha on a gagné La précieuse liberté tant méritée Et dans les rues ce soir on va danser Pour célébrer tous nos héros tombés L'indépendance tcha est arrivée Nous allons en faire être récompensés Et dans les rues ce soir on va chanter Pour remercier ceux qui nous ont libérés Mais pas les matières premières Elle accoste sur nos côtes et prend le contrôle de nos terres Mission civilisatrice, soi-disant humanitaire Fini la traite négrière, place à la force militaire 1885, conférence de Berlin Les puissances occidentales ont eu droit à leur festin 30 millions de kilomètres carrés de richesses à portée de main Le gâteau Afrique partagé sans la présence d'Africains Ils ont créé des frontières, érigé des barrières Divisant des peuples Séculaire. Il trace des lignes et des courbes sur une carte S'appropriant nos montagnes, nos rivières et nos lacs Effaçant de nos mémoires, nos empires et nos royaumes Dahomey, Congo, Zulu, disparus tels des fantômes Imposant leur hiérarchie, détrônant nos monarchies Impunément, ils font régner la peur et la tyrannie Nous dictant leur religion, leur culture et leurs lois Et nos héros résistent pour chasser comme des hors-la-loi Mamichekou, Samori, la Djorou Chaka, Béanzin, El Hach Omar, El Mahdi au Soudan. Les indigènes par la chicote ont été civilisés, sauvés de la damnation de forces évangélisées. Efforts de guerre, travaux forcés, tirailleurs sénégalais, cher à canon en ligne de front, d'une bravoure inégalée. Après la guerre, la renaissance de la conscience panafricaine, il était temps de s'affranchir du colon et des Seychelles. C'est que tout Senghor ou Fouet, Genyata, Lumumba, Mugabe, Cabral, Modibo, Nkrumah, même combat. Salut!